Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Hello and welcome back to the Keith Cheggers podcast. This is episode nine. Um, I'm Hannah Norris and I'm here with... With Carl Donnelly, husband, comedian, father-to-be. Of the baby that is growing inside my stomach. Not in my stomach. Womb. In my womb. <laughs> yes. We should learn nine weeks. Oh, not nine weeks now. It's what, um, 14? 14. 14 weeks. 14 weeks into pregnancy, you should know it's in the womb. Yeah. It's in, well, it's inside my torso, my yeah. body. Yeah. My belly. Is it in my belly? I say belly. But not my stomach. That no. would be a baby that I've eaten. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. And would probably not be growing. I know, it's Christmas, so it's, it feels it's almost, like we've eaten babies. Yes. Um, yeah, so we're at uh, week 14 of my pregnancy. And um, for people who've been listening and new listeners, this this um, series has been going week by week throughout throughout my pregnancy. And we've been talking to guests and talking to each other over that time about what's going on, stuff we're learning, finding out about. All sorts of different things. Um, and like Carl said, it has been Christmas this week. Yes. So it is just the two of us. Yay. Yeah. Which is which is also something that we've been talking about with this Christmas, that it is the last one as just the two of us. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the first, I, I mean, not to, like the first Christmas with a small baby is still, you know, you don't have to go overboard with presents and things. Yeah. So I suppose it's, uh, but, it's uh, but it's still definitely the first one we've not got it. We've not got a child. Yeah, it is definitely the first one where we've like, not got a child. Yeah, and it's, um, and it's yeah, probably the last one where we, we, we get to give each other loads of presents. That's that's the thing that I'm thinking that we, yeah, we'll have to downgrade a bit the presents that we give oh. to each other. Do you know, there was that thing that I read um, the other week. Remember I said to you, there's a there's an idea. It was a, a friend of mine on Facebook who'd po- who is a mother and she'd posted it about just giving four gifts to your child, oh, which yeah. is something they want, yes. something they need, yep. something to wear, and something to read. What does a child need? They might they might need, like, new shoes. Um, surely that should just be something you provide as the parent. <laughs> so like, no, just, they have to wait until no, Christmas. You, wait. <laughs> you walk barefoot until Christmas. Thank you. Um, they might need... Um, I don't know, but they, it might be something that they want, but that is actually useful to them okay. as well. So you know, at a later stage, I don't know, they have to have laptops and shit like that. I suppose, yeah, or a phone at some point. I think the yeah, the want and need. There's a lot of grey area between those. Yeah, but they might want like something completely. But to, to a child, you need that's they think they need. Yeah, it. but we get to discern what's necessary oh, and what's just wanted. Sounds like you're going to be a very totalitarian <laughs> mother. <laughs> I'm a very strict person. 
But I like yes. the idea of that. I like, no, I love it. It's a great idea. I know from my nephews and niece that they just get so many presents. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's just too much stuff. Yeah. No, I'm, no, I know they love it and I'm not having a go at being a Grinch or anything, but it's just so much stuff to then have to store. Yeah. And the thing is with the with this suggestion is that you can't necessarily um, impose that on other family members. So you probably are likely still to receive or you may receive yeah. stuff. Um, but, you know, the way that you when, when you have Christmas, like remembering back to Christmas as as a kid, you always had a favorite present anyway. Yeah, but didn't I don't I was chatting to a friend and we were reminiscing about what it was like to be a kid mm. and we were saying that I, I, my all my memories of early childhood where yeah. you got one big present that was it one big present and it, loads of other little bits and bulbs but they didn't mean nothing as I remember just being like it's all about that big box yeah I don't know if that's a British thing or what but yeah like, we were saying that that is our lasting memory of just we could not wait to open the big one I don't I don't particularly remember getting just one big one. I had lots of presents. Like, we were talking about stockings as well, that you don't not sure if you had a stocking. No, we've never had stockings in my family. Yeah. That we've put presents in. <laughs> <laughs> we do have a Christmas tradition where we all wear just them. a sock free <laughs> the sock sock free Donnelly's. <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah, that, that thing. Oh and another thing that I read about you know, about this was probably about five years ago that I thought was really great was um, that you wrap up 24 books that you already have, yeah. if you have 24 books, of your child's books and you put them under the tree and they open one every night before Christmas. So yeah. you, you, you're just reading a bedtime story, but they get to unwrap a present that becomes uh, okay. the, the book and the story for that night. Yeah, it's nice. That's a cool thing. Yeah, but then you just have 24 unfinished books by the end of... No, because kids' books are short. Oh, not? kids' books. Yeah. I thought you said books you have, as in like, I'm just going to read them a bit of Catcher in mm, the Rye. No. <laughs> <laughs> just, um, just the first chapter of American Psycho. Yeah, this is great. It's, it's really, you know, easy <laughs> to get into a book. No, kids' books that they can be excited oh, about. Oh, they are quick. You can, yes, you can do them in a night. Yeah, correct. <laughs> um, but I, I also think those kind of ideas that are, you know, like a lot of the, the things that we talk about in terms of parenthood at this stage before we are parents, um, the kind of ideal, idealised versions of how you want it to be. Yes. Like just four presents. I'll go, I love that idea, but I'm going to struggle. Oh, that was upstairs. Oh, was um, I'm going to struggle with just trying to limit myself. Definitely. But we'll try. Yes, that is our. We have made that pact just now on air. <laughs> yes. That as of next year, we will only be buying four, four each, or between. Four. I don't know. Between us. Yeah, between us. Oh God, that's even harder. That's half a present. And four for each other as well. Okay. Oh, rubbish. Because <laughs> <laughs> we definitely got more than four each this year we from did. each other. Um, one of the one of the ones presents that you gave me, I'm currently wearing. They are some maternity jeans, yes. which I felt like yeah, um, putting them on felt great. Felt really good to wear some jeans, yeah, and some trousers because I've been doing lots of tights and skirts and dresses, yeah. Or just tracksuit pants, which I don't particularly like wearing them. I've been feeling pretty, um, I don't know, slobby. Yeah. But I've just been putting them on and wearing them a lot. So it feels good to wear jeans today. Yeah. And they've got, they have got a massive, yeah, like got five a massive inch waistband. <laughs> stretchy waistband. They look very comfortable. They are. They, are. they cool. feel good. I, I've, I've so thanks for them, Carl. Some. 
Yeah. I said you should sell some. There should be uh, men's ones, which you call Christmas jeans. Where you just um, you roll them out for that two weeks over the Christmas period where you're eating, you know, six to eight square meals a day. Yeah. Just to help you through the period. Yeah. Well, that's. I started looking up that thing this morning when we spoke to Nan a few weeks ago and she talked about those inserts you can put into your uh, jeans yeah. to open them up. So I was looking at them today because I was like, great, I'm wearing trousers again. And there's loads of them that are for men. Just, just to, a larger man. Yep. Just once your pants don't fit anymore, you get a little extender. And I suppose it's quite a good um, way of saying, you know, if it's, if, it's, if it's temporary, you think I'm now going to, you know, just cut down my eating and lose a bit of weight. You know, it's quite a good thing to buy rather than just buy loads of new bigger jeans. Yeah. Just buy the temporary straps yeah. <laughs> to hold them on. And I think because they don't... Like I was looking at some of the photos of them and that I was like, I don't know if I could wear that. It feels so weird just having your jeans open. Yeah, with a flap. Yeah, with it a flap weird. underneath yeah. it. Some but of, I'm going to try Some of them didn't have the flap. They no. just have the sort of the strap. But I wonder if, you know, if it was at that point that you were putting on weight and you would rather not be, that there's a little bit of humiliation in wearing these extenders, like oh, yeah. knowing that your pants are open, yeah. that you might actually <laughs> work on doing something about it. Maybe. Um, some other some other presents that we got for yeah. Christmas um, was my mum sent us another baby outfit. Yes, which is pretty cool. It's really nice. Yeah, it's sort of a I'd say gender neutral. Yeah, you know it doesn't adhere to or unisex, which I've realised is the old word for that. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, um, yeah, but it doesn't. You know, it's not it's not pink or blue. It doesn't adhere to any stereotypes. It's but it's just black a, with bright pink, and it's got. Like, yeah, it's um, cool. It's got cool parrots colors. on it with 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 things. But it's interesting um, that there's definitely still that feeling among some other people who wouldn't don't feel happy about buying clothes for us that might be too gender um, yes. specific. Like a friend saying the other day, looking at something with unicorns on it and then not wanting to buy it in case we had a boy. Yeah, and I was like, uh, if we have a boy, he can definitely wear unicorns. Yeah, wear what he wants. Yeah. What are we, what we want, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we, I'm saying there. Uh, yeah, I think um, we, we're at the point now where people keep asking if we know It's the question, it's, it's the question. So since we've started, since kind of the news has been spreading a little bit, that's almost the first question yeah. we get from people is like, do you know what sex it is? And what, oh, well, are you going to find out? Yeah. And I'm still, I've been saying uh, maybe. I'm still yeah. sort of, I'm not... Not like definitely, I'm not like definitely not. I'm just in that middle ground of saying to people, well, I don't know, maybe. And there are some people that are like, yeah, that's cool. That's the best way to be. I've only encountered a couple of people that have like vehemently gone, you need to find out. Yeah. Yeah, they, yeah. That's that. they just said because they needed to prepare, but I don't really know what you can prepare for differently. I think it like, you know, there are those things. Someone was talking to us, weren't they, about when you see those people around who've got brown prams or green yeah, prams, yeah. you know, that they, they didn't know what they were going to have and yeah. might have had a last-minute panic or something like that. But that doesn't necessarily signify anything to me. No. My friend asked me today as well, and she said in, in Australia they do this thing called the Harmony Test, which you can do at 10 weeks where you find out the sex and yeah. you also kind of scan for different um, problems. And I looked that up today and they they don't – it's not like – it's not a test that you do here. Yes. Even though we probably could have found out the last scan, but we didn't yeah. know that we could have. Maybe we were meant to request it rather than... Yeah. They don't, maybe they don't just offer it. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, our next one's at 20 weeks, which is the start of February. 
Yes. Which is when we will find out Maybe. or not. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and my mum sent me a book. I think, I don't know if I said that for my birthday, she sent me a book that was um, from 1979 when she was pregnant with me. So I was started flicking through that the other night, just looking at the first three months. And um, it's, it's a, you know, it's, it's a, it's a month by month pregnancy thing. It's just interesting things like the, the um, pictures of the growing fetus is all sort of a hand drawing of what a fetus would be like rather than the more, you know, technical things we'd have now. Yeah. And there was this bit about home confinement as well, which I need to look into, which is the, this idea that if you are going to have home confinement, then there's certain things you didn't need to do, which I guess meant that even in the 70s that some women just stayed at home for their whole pregnancy because they weren't going to go outside and yeah, and then kind of not show off that they were pregnant or not just reveal that or, they were yeah, pregnant. Or carry on doing what they were yeah. doing up to that point yeah, i suppose it is it that is probably is a quite a, a modern development of people just carrying on doing what they're doing right up until yeah you know uh giving birth yeah and so that i've, I've got that one from my mum, and then for christmas she sent another book which was her mum's um guide to motherhood and it's dated inside 1946 which was just before my mum was born in 47 and that's pretty amazing to I've just like I've just skimmed through a couple of pages of that and there's there was a diagram I saw which was about the way a nursery should be set up and the mother's bed and the window and the airflow from yeah. the window and the child's cot in the corner and then the fireplaces across the room from yeah, that yeah. and um then there was another one about feeding and breastfeeding and then kind of you, you breastfeed at 6am 10am 12 2 or something and then at 6pm you gave them a a different sort of feed and it was like New Zealand cream and sugar and, yeah. and all these things. So I, like, I'm really interested to look at that and see before we kind of, you know, the, the book now, the what to expect when you're expecting book is like a dictionary yes. thickness, um, which we don't have. Um, but yeah, just seeing what the, the kind of advice was then yeah, yeah, yeah. and this, maybe the simplicity of some of that. Definitely. Well, that's the thing. I think, you know, there's, there, there comes to a point when information, it's almost overload, isn't it? Where, you know, it's nicer to have, it. Yeah, obviously some of that will be outdated in yeah. that book, but I'm sure there'll be some that actually is a much more simplistic version yeah. of what you would now buy five books to tell you. Yeah. You know. Or buy five different prams and toys or yeah, yeah, yeah. compared to what, what they suggest you might need when you have a child, yes. all that kind of stuff. Um, and I got you a present, which is a little key ring. Yes, a keyring with the uh, ultrasound print on it, Yeah, which is nice. Which I figured because I've just got the baby in me every day yeah. and then you get to have it on a keyring. But where can I, the problem is it won't, if I put it on my keyring, they probably won't fit in my jean pockets. They might. But I wear tight jeans. We'll, we'll see. Well, the baby doesn't fit in my stomach. Well, I need to find a, a, like, do I need, should I put it on a chain or something? Or Have you tried it on to fit in your pocket? Uh, well, I just, I'm aware of uh, how my keys fit in my pocket. Oh. <laughs> so that's, yeah, I haven't. Well, it, that maybe, that, maybe that's even a more interesting experiment. Like I say, my body's changing with the, with my, the, with the baby inside me and your genes could well, change should, with the baby uh, well, inside got, your pocket. Put it in, put it in me. <laughs> You've got to swallow it. Yeah, I'm going to swallow it for the rest of the duration of the pregnancy. And every time it comes out, I re-swallow it. 
Okay, so it sounds like that was a fail of a present. It's but... not a fail, it's a lovely <laughs> present. I just haven't worked out yet where I'm going to be keeping it. On yeah. keys or on something else that comes with me at all times. Mm-hmm. That is the... Uh, I'm still, I've, I've not left the house since Christmas, so I've not had to make that decision. <laughs> yeah, but we haven't gone outside. No. <laughs> um, and you can maybe hear just every now and then I've got my little bell necklace on, which is something I really wanted to get. Wendy Wason talked to us about yeah. them and reminded me. I'd seen pregnant women um, wearing them in the past and some friends gave it to me for my birthday. So I've started wearing that. Yes. Which I it's like. nice. Yeah. Um, and it, the, like in terms of how I'm feeling in pregnancy right now, it really feels like I'm in a quite a cruisy phase. Like I read that somewhere about the second trimester that you become, yeah, that you kind of cruise along for a bit. There's not too much, too many symptoms or, um, you know, bodily stuff in, at least in the first, the first portion of this. Um, for a while I was thinking I was still really tired, but I think I was doing lots of yeah. things. <laughs> I was tired because I was a bit busy um, rather than just being tired because I was building a baby. Yeah. Um, so, but I know there's some things that are coming up soon that I'm starting to just um, look out for a little bit, like kicking is yeah. supposed to happen maybe from around week 16, 15, 16 to week 20 is often when people feel the first one. So being in week 14 right now, I do quite a lot of being quiet and <laughs> touching my stomach and seeing if there's anything. But do we know what size is it now in fruit terms? Do you remember? I told you. I oh, know. Beetroot. On. Beetroot. That's it. Fruit or veg? Is yeah. It, is beetroot a vegetable? Yes. That's a root vegetable. Yeah. This is. Um, yeah. So that's good. So we've moved up from fruit into vegetables. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. It's um, a, a beetroot, uh, like you know, the 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 round shape of a beetroot is a bit funnier because we've had jalapenos and things like that that are more sort of baby shaped yeah. but a big old big circle old yeah well, i suppose if it's all curled up it might be yeah beet rooty and the other thing um is the hearing which is partly wearing the the little bell thing that i thought that might that is supposed to um that was around week 14 i know the ears are kind of in place and developing and the inner ear but uh it's actually not for about a couple more weeks where the baby will start to hear sounds yeah. and things like that and then it and then I read something that's about week 24 which is when it will start to really hear um conversations and that's when it starts to hear voices and then we'll, there'll be voices that we'll recognize uh-huh. once it's outside and it said that the way that the voices sound is kind of like if you're having a conversation and you've got your hand in front of your mouth yeah yeah, yeah. and you're having the conversation that that's what it sounds like <laughs> go try it so that's why with singing and things like that it hears it's much more you know melodic and it yeah. hears different range and so there'll be songs that then it remembers when it comes yeah, out yeah yeah that's what the thing i said to you last night was it i'm still working my way through that book they they fuck you up mm-hmm. quite a famous parenting book from the mid 2000s i think uh and it's i mean the reason i'm still working my way through it is like It's Christmas, uh, small font, and I've hardly read for about the last 10 days. And uh, it talks, you know, it sort of dispels a lot of the myths or beliefs about just how much of a child's behavior is genetic. Like it says, you know, it talks how most people think everything pretty much is genetic, you know. Mm. And it it actually sort of swings the pendulum a bit back towards nurture rather than nature you know it talks about obviously there's a lot that is genetic but a lot of it is also just early childhood and things that they experience and it talks about music 
people assume that musical kids are just born with it and yeah. it actually says that a lot of it is picked up from you know p- p- kids that are raised in f- sort of musical households and yeah. if there's a, if they're like you know if they're exposed to singing like in the womb and like when when they're very very young they're much more likely to be musical going forwards yeah so i said that because i was like we need to sing <laughs> all the time which we have been because we saw lame is the other day so uh, yeah we've been breaking into musical yeah i saw the musical on christmas eve <laughs> yeah christmas night watch the film yeah we were going to watch the concert yes but we haven't yet and this comes from me I, i've always said i hated musicals yeah. up until this year so what it's i'm really, saying is it's really turning know, into a dad i want to <laughs> Uh, breed a musical theatre star. <laughs> Yuck, I'm not sure about that. <laughs> I don't care what you think. Um, one of the things that, I mean, for about, I used to really be into Shakespeare and I've read a lot of Shakespeare plays and I've performed Shakespeare, but I've never read the complete works and that has been on my to-do list for 15 years. Yeah. So that's one of my plans is to start reading it out loud to the baby. That's good. Actually, just to myself out loud and also practicing my English accent sometimes and sometimes doing it normally, but just out loud. That's and so nice. getting used good. to that rhythm and kind of kills two birds with one stone. Well, well I've decided, I've just thought about this uh, last few days. When I'm gonna, I've got a New Year's resolution I'm going to do, mm-hmm. which is I'm going to write a sort of a journal yeah. uh, in the run up from, yeah. from like 1st of January um, of things I would like to tell the baby yeah not when it's not a baby yeah. obviously when it's a bit older thoughts and like maybe bits of I, like wisdom or you know yeah. advice that I might forget because once I imagine once it's around you know you're too busy to remember these things yeah so you might think of something you'd like to tell them but then when they're 12 years old and you could you've forgotten it so I think I'm going to try and do a little that's beautiful. Some thoughts for the child. That's beautiful. Thank you. It also reminds me of when we went to see Bryony Kimming's oh I'm a Phoenix God, yes. bitch. Which is a brilliant show. Yeah. And she, there's a moment where she's record doing little, we were at a relaxed performance. Yeah. Where um, for people who have learning disabilities or have special needs um, are, are able to be there and kind of feel comfortable in that environment. And so there were people Yes. There. And one one woman who um she's a performer. Yeah, Jess. Yeah. She's um, she's got quite um s- severe I suppose is the word. Yeah. Tourette's. Like yeah. it's very vocal. Yeah. And uh yeah, she normally uses the word biscuits as sort of a go-to a word. Go-to word. Yeah, it's her tick. She's taught herself to say biscuits. And so lots of she, performers know her because yeah, she she's often in Edinburgh and yeah. sees lots of stuff. So she um And there's a bit where Bryony was recording <laughs> things she wanted to say to Frank to her son. <laughs> Don't fuck a dog. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which was which was great advice. Might be the name of my book. Yeah. When I finished writing these words. For the child. Wisdom, for the child. Don't right, fuck get, a dog. That gave Carl the giggles for. Oh, God, I was crying laughing for so long. Yeah. Everyone else, timing. everyone around. Got over it. Got over it quite quickly. Like, quicker than you should be able to get over somebody shouting that in public. Um, and because I suppose everyone like sort of went, you know, laughed, but then we are at the theatre, and it was fine. It was integrated into the performance. There totally. was nothing. Brian, he dealt with it great because they're friends. And yeah, it was. Yeah, but it was just I just, uh, I just couldn't stop. Laughing. It was too funny was for you to cope with. Brian and Roger met at a support meeting for divorced men. Both are starting again.
Hello, Roger. It's Brian. Um, thanks for helping me move in. Both are finding it hard. Hello, Brian. It's Roger. Um, yeah, no problem about um, helping you uh, move in there. One of them is nice. Good morning, Roger. It's Brian. I had that dream again. Carol Kirkwood. Brian and Roger is an addictive and hilarious podcast sitcom from Dan Skinner from Angelos Epithemio and Shooting Stars and Harry Peacock from Toast of London. Great Big Owl. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. One of the, like, in terms of sort of having no, no symptoms going on at the moment, uh, there's still some food stuff happening. Like, I think my... My, my appetite is smaller. Like with Christmas dinner, I didn't eat, like I ate a third of my plate. Yeah, yeah. And then when we had the follow-up Christmas dinner, <laughs> I ate maybe <laughs> half of my plate, um, which I which feels like it must be that there's, there's things pushing on my organs so I don't actually have the space yeah. to consume the same amount of food that I would have. But there's but – there's things like when I wake up in the morning, I'm hungry and I need to eat. Yes. As soon as I, I need to eat something straight away, which often prior to being pregnant, I wouldn't eat till midday. Yeah. You know, like I'm, I'm not a particularly breakfasty person, but it's very necessary at the moment. Um, and the other thing is I still have a little bit of an aversion to green. Well, yeah, to green. this morning I cooked breakfast. Yep. I cooked lovely scrambled tofu on some sourdough bread mm-hmm. uh, and I just roasted up some kale and little um, cherry tomatoes and sprouts and yeah you just I could I see left, I left my greens I could like see a, you just couldn't do it no nah. and I used to like I we used to have them every day totally and I know that when I saw my acupuncturist once she said it sounds you know they're all sort of from the same bitter family yeah and so I was that was looking you know it that is a possible um kind of yeah family of foods to have an aversion to like yeah, it makes yeah, sense yeah. they're related to each other like i was saying spinach the idea of spinach is fine and yeah. rocket is fine but just kind of those guys but then it makes me worried that what if we have a child and they don't like kales and, and sprouts yeah well <sighs> you were saying the other day you're worried you're gonna give it a sugar addiction yeah because of, we've been eating a lot of christmas <laughs> sweets oh it's i know fine. like it's christmas no, but it's the it's it's been a thing in my my head for a long time because I ha- I know that I have a relationship to food and to whoa siren um, <laughs> I have a relationship to food and to sweet food um, that that I can see 
patterns that I've inherited from my mum. And yeah. I've, like I've, I've worked on that and improved on that. And particularly, I love sweet stuff. I love fruit and sugars. I love it. Yeah. And I've, you know, in the past, I've been like, if I have a child one day, I hope that they, you know, I hope to change those patterns and that yeah, they won't. Yeah. <laughs> but then I'm just, I just but, ate yeah. about 10 chocolates before. And But I suppose about, like, I definitely think my love of sweet stuff, mm. me and my brother both were like sweet obsessives. Mm. And I genuinely think it's because of my dad has got a really sweet tooth. Yeah. Uh, and my mum always used to sort of tell him off for, like yeah, she, yeah. It, she almost made it like contraband sweets. So me and my, I think for me and my brother saw it as like, a, oh, 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 let's go and buy sweets and eat them in our bedroom. Yeah. So like my mum once found an, an, an empty uh, Sara Lee chocolate gatto box under my brother's pillow, which yeah. is <laughs> horrible. But um, so like, I think so the moment I became an adult and I could buy my own sweets, yeah. <laughs> I thought, well, I'll, I'll never be told no again. Yeah. So I've got quite a bad relationship with them and I just think... I'm quite gluttonous with them. So, I, I mean, yeah. I, but I think in the new year, I will, I'm going. Yeah, I know. You're, yeah, you're good at going off. But but I'm also kind of just responding to what my body's asking for. But um, It's asking for. It's asking like, for. Truffle, chocolate truffles <laughs> every day. Um, and orange juice. Mm. Yeah, you, you are loving orange juice at yeah. the minute. With ginger in it. Yeah. I think it's an easy vitamin C hit, but it's yeah. also sweet. Yes. Um, but my it's another thing my acupuncturist told me is that when you when you consume sugar, once the baby starts consuming amniotic fluid, it like it drinks way more than it would usually because it just starts getting the taste of it. So the last three or four days, it it has been carnage, just sucking it all up. Yeah, I'm surprised I can't feel it kick because it is probably going mental in Mm. there, having the best time. And I also, I didn't talk to you about this. This week um, I had a conversation with someone that I work with who, she's Portuguese and is the mother of a, I think, four or five-year-old. But she's the first person who started talking to me about veganism and eating meat. Yes. And sort of saying, well, you're going to have to start eating meat because Why? your baby will need it. Which I haven't, conf- you know, I haven't, I haven't come up with that. I haven't come up against that argument yeah, yet. Yeah. Which, um, you know, I, I sort of just let her say her piece. I'm not... I have no, um, I, you know, if, if I went to a doctor and there was some issue and the doctor suggested that, then I'd be in a bit of a quandary and have to yeah, yeah, yeah. figure something out. But from her advice, um, I don't need to. But she was trying to tell me about a friend of hers who was a vegetarian and the doctor said she had to eat meat. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. But every time she ate meat, she threw up. Yeah. But he still said she had to eat it. She had to find some sort of meat that she could eat. But just meat, every meat's got different... Uh, nutrients and stuff that's mm. so saying you've got to eat meat doesn't make any sense yeah I'm not a nutritionist but I know that eating a bit of chicken has totally different nutrients to eating a bit of lamb's liver yeah do you know what I mean that one's full of iron one isn't like yeah so I suppose there must be that a lot of it is just myth isn't yeah it? where people don't understand what's in food well it's like it's like you talk about when people ask say where's your where you get your protein from you say well I'm not dead so yeah, I must be getting yeah, it from yeah. somewhere yeah and I know, I, yeah, I know where I get my protein from. There's, there's loads of places. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's quite easy. Protein's not a hard one to get. Yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, it's that thing of, you know, knowing what if there's if you felt like you were lacking in something. Yeah. Finding a. Or if you you have some sort of test in one of the doctor's yeah, appointments yeah. and they say there's a problem here, I still don't. I wonder if I don't. 
imagine that would be the advice necessarily. I don't um, think it would nowadays. Anymore. I think doctors are much more nutritionally minded than they were. Even like, even the last couple of years, I remember getting a blood test three years ago or something, and they asked about my diet and things. Mm. And I said, I've been vegan for four years, whatever. And they said, I will be able to tell if you're lacking anything. Yeah. And they, well, they tell me that every level of everything that you should have in your diet, they said, I was absolutely fine. They said, the only one, I was probably slightly uh, under in iron. Yeah. And they said, you know, but not, not to a point where we're saying you need to get yeah, iron. Yeah. Like, but they said, if you wanted to just top it, top it up, make sure if make sure you've got a multivitamin or something that's got a bit of iron in it. Yeah. It was that. They said every other level. And I'm at that point, I wasn't somebody who was consciously trying to eat a balanced diet. I, yeah. was just, I was just eating what I like. Yeah. So I think it's a bit of a, you know, it's, I think it's a bit overblown. Yeah, definitely. And it does seem like, you know, I'm sure in that book of my grandmother's from motherhood, there's going to be like, you've got to eat liver and I totally, kidneys and absolutely. Blah, blah, blah. But I think you eat a very balanced diet. So yeah. I think you're going to, I know some people would say, <laughs> no, but the rest of the time, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I think you've got a very, way more balanced diet than I do. Or like, or you eat much more fruit and yeah. you love greens and salads and all that sort yeah, of stuff. Yeah. Like I like, I like chunks of each of those things, but you know, I don't dive towards them like you do. Yeah. Which definitely, that's a, that's a thing from sort of having a few Christmas dinners that I'm definitely want fresh foods. But again, I don't, I don't relate that to pregnancy at all, which is something I've said the whole way along that I've had way more cravings before I was pregnant yeah. for foods than I've had during my pregnancy. If like, it's calmed you down. Yeah, I'm just more chill and there's things I don't want to eat, actually. Um, the other thing I've, I've getting really I want to start doing some exercise probably from not going out of the house yeah. <laughs> the past couple of days um but I'm gonna start looking into yoga doing some yoga at home yes. um used to do yoga with Adrienne who's amazing yeah, she's <laughs> who the I best. love her um on YouTube I, I like her because she's great she's a very good teacher and because they're not too long the sessions they yeah. can, you can you can find one to kind of fit your your what time you've got you can do a 12 minute one or a 35 minute um session with her um but she's only got one sort of pregnancy she's only got one video about pregnancy yeah. and um for the trimesters so i started looking into a few different um yoga pregnancy videos yeah so if anyone listening and knows anything good let me know because i'll do some research as well yeah. i found one that i'm gonna do tomorrow because I feel like I need to just start stretching my body. What about and... going to like one of them water aerobics classes that some pregnant ladies go to? <sighs> Something about swimming pools <laughs> that gross me out. Really? Yeah. yeah. Like communal swimming pools. I think there's a couple of there's a couple of memories from my childhood, like when a Band-Aid floated past oh, yeah, me. Yeah. Gross. Also, me and my friend, I mean, this is gross, but when we were very yeah, little, we used to just weigh in them. No. As a laugh, we'd sort of all be laughing. Yeah, naughty boys. I know, sorry. <laughs> naughty um I, this morning as well i got out my blue maternity folder which anyone who's at week 14 or a few weeks before will have one of these in the uk if you're going through the nhs so not everybody um and that's got sort of the timeline of appointments and things that we have to have and so i just looked in there and saw oh yeah i can get free prescriptions and i've forgotten to f send that form back mm which I haven't needed yet, yeah, but yeah. Um, when you send it in, then it dates kind of the month prior or the month. Anyway, it dates around the time that you send the form in 
and until I think it's a year after you give birth. So I've got to send that in. Yes. And um, I also saw a couple of things for some different classes. There's one that's um, it's about pelvic floor and about strengthening and stretching that you go to a hospital to do, which you're supposed to do between week 12 and week 20. So I'm now in that yeah, time yeah. frame and should sort that out. And there was another one for um, parenting and breastfeeding class um, where they give you a range of dates and suggest at what time during your pregnancy you should be going to that. So it's like week 34 or something like that. But I've emailed to book that in today. And we also booked in for um, some NCT classes. Oh, we have NCT. <laughs> like a West couple London of parents. <laughs> yeah. Meet, um, meet some cool new parents. Yeah. So you get a WhatsApp group out of that. I oh, think do that's you really? the main. Yeah. Yes. That's I'm, where you text each other and like, oh. I'm good in a WhatsApp group. Can I join it? Is it just I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I think I've jumped on this a bit too much. Maybe. I don't know if it's for birth partners as well as mothers. Might be. Me and the, me and the other crew, the partners will set yeah. our own one up. Splinter group. Yeah. Well, that's that's part of. That's pa- also one of my favorite things is if you're in a WhatsApp group. And there's a splinter. Up, if it's a splinter one and you're in it, you feel really exclusive. And maybe, so if there's a WhatsApp group and you, you're not in a splinter group, then there's probably one that you're not in. Um, maybe if it's a large but, group. I mean you'd only know about the splinter group if you're in it but so if you're not in ignorant. one then some of them might have a splinter group yeah, that you're not, not in all groups have oh god <laughs> do they all have one <laughs> I'm not in no don't get me wrong I'm sure I'm not in every splinter group <laughs> I can live with that I'm fine with that, that information yeah I don't I had something else that I was thinking about the NCT. Oh, NCT classes I heard they book up really quickly yes so we're not this isn't till May but I booked I booked yeah, for yeah. it because I didn't want to not have the chance to, to go to those classes because yeah. I've heard they're really good. So that's that's a tip. They book up fast. So find one in your area. You just look at the website. And there was one that was in um, really close to us just in Queen's Park, but um, Carl's away that weekend. So they were able to offer us a one just two weeks later, still in the, yeah. in the area, but a bit further afield. So we're going to do that instead. So that was good that they had that option for us hmm. um what else well we're going to go look at the birth center oh yeah That's something i've just realized we're doing is it next week yeah unless we go to nottingham but um yeah if not we're going, we're going to go check out the birth center yeah yeah which is cool yeah which yeah will, will be very interesting because there are those that was oh that was another thing i saw in the blue folder this morning was about if you are interested in home birth as an option like even if just as an option that there's kind of a saturday morning session at um one of the hospitals at the first saturday of every month that you can go to so i want to look into that yes as well but yeah it'll be really good to go and scope out the yeah, yeah, yeah. the birthing center what if we don't like it well that i mean that's that's why we go i know yeah i suppose but then yeah we just when we look elsewhere my thing is the the fact that I've just the of hearing of people not b- thinking they're going to a birth center and that they're, they're not getting the opportunity to use it. Yeah, that's it'll be interesting. We've got that midwife chat as well. Yeah. I think next week. So just to to discuss all that a bit more, you know, whether there is whether it is a viable option, the birth center, or if it's sort yeah, of a yeah. bit of a dream or yes. not. Um, I, I just can I just say when we watched something last night that was quite exciting about somebody who was born in the hospital, sort of next to the hospital we're doing. Oh, and yeah. I was like, 
Uh, it was quite uh, which was Hugh Grant. Yeah. Hannah, for everyone, Hannah loves Hugh Grant um, to like an almost uh, worrying level. <laughs> and um, we just lucked upon a, what was it, like a sort of... It was just a, a one-hour special on Hugh Grant's life on his, film. Yeah, and he just talked about how he was born in Hammersmith Hospital. Yeah, but he was, he's not sure because <laughs> his no. mum's dead and his dad couldn't remember. Yes. But he thinks that's where he's born. Yeah. Which is just near where all his 800 children yeah. have been born since he's <laughs> then. So, yeah, that was exciting. Yeah, that was exciting. Um, yeah, better than the fact that it might be Boris Johnson's birthday. When oh, it's yeah, that's the due date. Uh, I, had, I had a possible... Uh, this is one of those things I don't know whether to blame it on pregnancy or just just being a bit dumb one day. But I locked myself out of the house yes, last week, did. which was really annoying. My mum sent me a text afterwards when I'd kind of I did a little Insta story going, oh, "I'm locked out," <laughs> and she wrote to me saying, "Oh, that's something that happens with baby brain. You lock yourself out of the house. You leave the stove on. Go to the shops without your purse. Yeah, yeah. Just like I've done all of them. So um, that's something." <laughs> to come but I had to go to work Carl was in Cardiff didn't want to think about how to yes. fix the problem but when we came back I was gonna you know I was I came back and was gonna see if there were any I was like well maybe if I've locked myself out I've left a window open if these this has happened that could happen too so I was gonna have a look around and see if I could climb in a window and talking to Carl and also realizing that being pregnant that that was something that I wasn't going to do yeah because you were just talking about just jumping over a fence and trying to climb in our bathroom window and I said I, I just suddenly was like I mean not I would never tell you to not do something but I think I was just the voice of reason saying maybe you know doing parkour around our garden might not be the wisest On a, thing. A, one that was rainy and slippery as yeah, exactly well. um so I didn't do that but I had the chef from the local cafe and his kitchen porter were out the front so they came and jumped over the fence for me and scouted out the situation and our house is very secure and they couldn't get in anywhere um so I just had to kill a few hours cult and I got a bit sad about it which I think I don't know if that's just normal or that was a bit pregnant I reckon it was a bit pregnant you got more emotional than you normally would about um just being locked out of the house for a few hours until Um, I got back yeah so Carl came back early um from Cardiff got a higher car and in the meantime I um spent killed some time and punished myself by going to see cats yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's what you deserved yeah which I'm really I'm I'm obsessed with it at the moment I can't can't stop thinking about it and reading things about it and I think I'm going to see it again um but that was that was good (laughs) um I had another thing where where um you had some friends over and we ended up like they you'd all been out drinking and yeah. then it was exactly exactly what i didn't want to happen well yeah. no i say that basically i was having a little christmas get together with some f- comedian friends and the plan was start early finish early yep. you know we we're going to meet at 4 p.m you know 10 11 o'clock everyone just goes their separate ways but then you got a call at what was it about 10? 11 i was at 11 mm-hmm. With me saying, well, can we all come back to my hours and drink? And I said, yes, of course, that would be fine. Fun. I, knew you'd be, I knew you'd be absolutely fine with it. Uh, I think because everyone else, I think they were the ones who were a bit like, yeah, but, but she, you know, Hannah's pregnant. She doesn't want like four blokes in the kitchen laughing and joking and, you know, going out to the garden to smoke cigarettes and stuff. But yeah, it was fine. It was. But yes, I did. Yes. And, and, but then the moment you got back, the first thing, like for the first half an hour, I think we talked about, 
pregnancy and birth. They yeah. just wanted to talk all about Definitely. it. And one of them saying, I want, I want a baby. I don't have a girlfriend, but yeah. I know I want a baby. Yeah. I'm ready. I want one now. I've got to find somebody. <laughs> and that, like those things that he, he wouldn't necessarily be going around. He wouldn't have come and said that no. if we weren't having a baby. No, not at all. <laughs> so that was interesting. And then, of course, um, Jimmy, who's seeing that, like the doula. Oh, he's not. Yeah, he's, met, he's, a doula. he's met a doula. <laughs> um, so he's really into doulas and yeah. <laughs> energy and natural birth. So we're going to get a lot of tips. It's all coming together. Off, That's off what him. Trying. I'm trying. Yeah, basically trying to convince Jimmy now to court a um, a doula so we can get a, 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 a basically a mates rates. Yeah. And they all wanted to be at the birth. That was another thing that came Yeah, I think I drunkenly did agree that Jimmy could be at the birth. <laughs> but then the other two wanted to wait outside yeah. and just be there. Um, <laughs> it's going to be like three men and a baby. <laughs> yeah. And then there was a big ch- chat about masturbation as well and um, and the clitoris and whether oh, giving birth. Oh, I don't remember this bit. <laughs> <laughs> you, probably, you probably checked out actually. It was too, too much sexy talk for you to deal with. Oh, no. But yeah, we, we, did, we did chat about that a bit. Lovely. Um, and then, of course, because you've been drinking, I had another one of those moments when we when you came to bed where I was like, I don't want him to die. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't want him to die. That's twice now. You've which, been, yeah, which I wouldn't, well, I would never normally think that. If, drunk, I mean, yeah, because yeah, it's obviously not going to happen. No, but it's a real, like, just just lie, lying there next to you and going... <laughs> oh, yeah, I just I just don't want you to die. I think I've had a few of those thoughts of like, you know, what if? Yeah. Imagine I just got hit by a car. Or, yeah. yeah, I think I've just become a bit more aware of my own mortality. Yeah. There's a little, like, when I'm walking around, if it's rainy, like, I, I'm just more cautious when I'm walking and making sure that I don't walk into people yeah. or go, there's, there's just this extra level of um, care and... And yeah. Although, and this is not, this is going to sound bleak, but in that book, They Fuck You Up, um, one of the things it does talk about is um, children who lose a parent mm. in early life uh, have, a, they've, they've got um, a higher success rate of uh, later mental health problems, but they also have a much higher success rate in uh, f- uh, financial like income and artistic success. So I'm just saying, worst case scenario. Worst case scenario, if I if I die, um, it will ultimately lead to our child creating good things. I don't want you to die. <laughs> I'm not going to die. I'm saying I'm definitely not going to. What if I die? But I'm saying I'm just. If trying I die, to that up. will be the same thing. If I die, they will have greater success and be oh, better at fun. No. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's just what I'm saying is that it's the tiniest of silver linings in a horrendous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but let's not think about that well, i mean that's a that's a great christmas note to end on really yeah guys don't you know <laughs> don't worry it'll all turn out fine yeah or not which is to be found out and which you can't necessarily control Correct. so um that's that's where we are at week 14 and oh i did look up we forgot to acknowledge that um so t- two weeks ago, 11th of December, was two years since Keith Chegwin passed away. Oh, yes. So just remember him and um, yeah. RIP. RIP, Keith Chegwin. Yeah. Thanks for the name of the podcast. And we'll be back next week. And I think we'll have a, a cool guest yeah. to chat to. Thank Thanks you. for listening. Bye. Bye.
something but what are you scared of join me sarah morgan for the fear a podcast about the overlap between comedy and horror the secret lemonade drinker adverts geese that time on biker grove and agma parlin got shot in the face with a paintball in each episode i interview funny interesting people i like people like phil jupiter alice lowe richard osman riley silverman and danielle ward about their biggest fears in a judgment-free environment it is spooktacular the fear and remember, do have nightmares because they're an entirely appropriate response to the horrors of modern living. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.